You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, friends. Welcome to the newest episode of Between You and Me a podcast where we talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in the music industry. My name is Jess Morris and as always I'm here as your host and interviewer and asker of questions so that we can get to know some of our favourite musicians and up-and-coming musicians and find out what really makes them tick. Today is a special episode because I'm actually on the start personally of a holiday for about five weeks I'm travelling across the US. If you guys keep up with our Instagram feed at Between You Me Pod, you will find a few updates on there because I'm probably going to be bumping into a few friends along the way, some of them that you might recognize and going to a few concerts. So definitely keep up to date with that. But that means that this episode and the following two episodes are all going to be pre-recorded. So we have worked with some incredibly special artists to put together something really cool for you. Now today's episode is a little bit different because I'm pre-recording the introduction and cutting it all together. I haven't done the interview yet because the interview will be done the day that I land in Nashville and that is because the amazing Rachel Lamper is releasing new music and her second single in who knows how many years is coming out the day you hear this, Friday, September 6th. So today I'm going to be sharing with you an interview that I literally had with Rachel Lamper yesterday. She was kind enough to meet with me at my friend Trevor's house and we had a chat about new music and career and life. I'm so excited in advance, but this woman is one of the most iconic people in the Christian music industry and was a really huge part of just music in general in the noughties. She was in Tiger Beat, she was on Ellen, like she's been on everything. It's ridiculous. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this week's episode. This month really unintentionally has just turned into a celebration of strong women with amazing stories who have really fought their way to share their creativity and really make their mark on the world. I won't hold you up any longer. A quick reminder for our friends listening on CME World Radio, you are hearing an edited version. If you would like to hear the entire content of Rachel Lamper's interview, because why wouldn't you? just head to your favorite podcasting platform and find us. We are at Between You and Me Pod, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, all those places. You can hear the whole thing. Until then, here is a quick bio about Rachel Lamper and an interview with one of the Christian music industry's most iconic musicians and singers. There are some voices you can't go past, and no matter what genre they sing, whether it be pop, rock, or that weirdly enjoyable electro Barbie sound of the 90s, you know they are it, the best of the very best. In the year 2000, at age 14, Rachel Lamper was raised in the era of the 90s pop and CCM leading ladies. Growing up in Louisville, Colorado, she was your average teenager, albeit one with a stellar voice and a strong Catholic faith. But as the well-known story goes, she was discovered when attending a Christian music conference. It sounds like the picture-perfect CCM discovery story, right? Super talented teen is spotted by an A&R rep. Christian music labels start battling for her voice, and she was signed to Word Records. At only 15, her debut single, Blessed, premiered on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Rachel's album, Live For You, dropped in August 2000, and Blessed went on to go number one and achieve a double award. She redefined the barrier between Christian music and the secular industry and appeared on Today, Billboard, People and Seventeen. She also achieved number one with four singles, dominating the Christian airplay charts and the inspirational charts. As Rachel prepared to put her album number two, the iconic Kaleidoscope, she gained notoriety on the tour circuit and supported everyone from Switchfoot to Amy Grant, Ben Steele and Destiny's Child, Boys to Men, Tara Mack. You get the idea. Rachel Lamper had made it in every sense of the word. It was during this time that she also performed the song, If You Believe, for the A Walk to Remember soundtrack, unarguably one of the best soundtracks of the noughties if you were a church kid trying to rebel and needed a wholesome outlet. Kaleidoscope procured No Greater Love, which reached number two, I'm All Yours, reaching number three, and Save Your Song, number five. 
Like all great CCM artists of the time, Rachel quickly pummeled out a remix album of Kaleidoscope giving us Blur. 2004 had a lot going for it. Rachel Lamp was now 19, she wasn't afraid to explore new musical influences, and her third self-titled album combined ska with R&B, reggae and soul tones. She co-wrote the entire album, including lead single When I Fall, which reached number 7 on the Christian charts. After a wealth of touring, she came back in 2006 with the Greatest Hits album. She was 21. That's right, 21. Oh, and to top it off, that year she starred in the Christian film Hidden Secrets, and contributed to the soundtrack. Things began to change for Rachel Lampa in 2007, when she revealed she was working on new music and looking for a new label. In the meantime, she appeared in rapper T-Bone's music video for Name Dropping, returning the favour after his collab on her self-titled record years earlier. Christmas 2009 was also made better when she gave us the EP Three Songs for Christmas and an independent EP was on its heels, with Human dropping in January 2010. It was around this time that something even more notable happened in Rachel's life. She was married. Spending time as a background touring vocalist for Jordan Sparks, she was signed to Universal Christian Music Group in 2011. Rachel's fifth album, All We Need, came out the same year, with the lead single Remedy showing that this now seasoned CCM artist wasn't going anywhere. Joining the singing group, The Collective, Rachel returned to the national spotlight when the band participated in NBC's The Sing-Off. She went on to support Jonathan Thulin and Kevin Max in difficult music projects. In 2015, shortly after Josier's single Take Me To Church blasted the airwaves, it paved the way for the next step in Lampa's career. As a backing vocalist for Josier, she was on every entertainment show you can think of, including Saturday Night Live and Ellen. She also performed at the Grammys and the Glatzenbrew Music Festival. Over the past two years, Rachel's been working away on her own music. She also became a mother and paused to refocus and examine her own face. Dropping a beautiful version of Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus in 2017, she teased fans with the idea of new music this year. And working with producer Paul Moak, she began creating some of her most personal and introspective music to date. Dropping Side of My Heart in August, the lyrics reflected on her childhood and coming home to herself. After eight years, Rachel Lambert is back, and her single, He's Good, is out today. She sat down with me in Nashville, Tennessee, to discuss the highs and lows of her career, what this new music means to her, and what the future holds. Get ready, guys. This is the very iconic and the very, very kind Rachel Lambert. Happy day yeah, I know. I was like, it's so funny because I I never put out music like this, or I never did before. So it's like every day is a release day. <laughs> like I, I just had one like two weeks ago, so I don't know. It's it's it all feels so silly and like not official, but I guess it is official. So thanks. <laughs> I listened to He's Good on Spotify today. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and I loved wait, it. Is, is it, it out? It's available. It's, oh, it's, it's, so it says it's out tomorrow. That's all. But it's it's. Available now. Oh my! God. So you know, we won't say that. Well, that's but... actually really funny because this isn't live, right? Like, no, no. Okay. Well, it's actually kind of well, it's kind of funny. You could totally leave it in that, like, I don't even know that my songs are right now. It, it is on Spotify right now, oh and it was God. great. That is so funny. How crazy! Do you know when it came out? I'm, like I, today? I'm guessing today because I, I went on today. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think that's funny. You can totally leave that in because that's exactly, that's a good representation of how this all feels right now. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Um, so you're, this is independent. Or yes, as in independent as it gets. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I talking to Crystal Lewis. Same story. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we, we've swapped stories many times. Yeah. Um, so I was struck by the title of He's Good yeah. because it seems to be so overtly about God. Yeah. Which is not something that lots of artists who have been in CCM and stepped away yeah. and come back choose to sing about, yeah. if that makes any sense. Totally. So can you tell me about the song and yeah. what inspired it? Yeah, totally. Um, that's a good ox- observation because that's kind of kind of on purpose in a sense, just that um, the, it's possible to write about your whole life and not just, you know, just one subject or one topic of your life. And... Um, when I, I, I've been hesitant to get back into music because I was so nervous about choosing a lane and choosing a direction and this whole thing. And I'm like, wait, if, if nobody needs anything from me from this, except for my listeners, then I can just write what's on my heart and see who comes along, you know? So, um, you know, it is definitely like very overtly a Christian song, you know, and I am very overtly a Christian. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I also speak and sing and think about other things too. And so I, um, yeah, I, I wanted, I, I, like the last song was definitely through the lens of my faith. Um, what was the name of that song? Side of my heart. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what happened my life? Um, side of my heart. Um, but that was also more about, you know, like reconnecting to my inner child and to my dreams and, um, and all of that. And, um, so yeah. And like the song after this will probably be like, I, I have like this love song that I really want to put out too. So it's just going to be a little like ping pong, but hopefully, um, yeah, I think the people that, that care, that want to listen, will listen. And those who want to be like, I don't get it. <laughs> we'll turn it off. Even as I was listening to it for like the first time, yeah. the lyrics that stuck out to me is when you said, let's keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Um, which from an outsider's view, yeah. uh, an Australian who's viewing American Christianity right now yeah, yeah. Um, as really divided, yeah. is that something, is the political landscape at the oh. moment in the church something that influenced the song? You busted me. <laughs> is that not good? <laughs> Again, you can keep this in. This is good. Um, that is exactly what it's about. Yeah, it is... Um, I, so I went to Israel, um, a couple months ago. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's worth it. It's worth every penny. Um, and, um, one thing that I was really struck by was just all of the, just all of the faith, all of like this, this, like this Godness, you know, and just people, um, pursuing their God in whatever form or whatever name or whatever is happening. And I'm just like, okay, so I went to the, the Western wall, um, which was like one of my favorite parts of the whole thing on our way to a Shabbat dinner, which is a Jewish tradition. Um, it was also the last day of Ramadan, which is a Muslim, um, holiday. So, and they also, um, observe the Western wall as a, as a religious site. So there's, there's like hundreds of thousands of Muslims, um, kind of above the wall, there's hundreds of thousands of Jew, Jews down here. There's a few of us Christians waddling through, being like, what's happening? This is so crazy. Um, and, and who knows what else is, you know? And, but, but it was like this, this beautiful, like, um, just respect for each other and just respect for the way that, um, everybody's encountering God. And it like the, the whole need to know, which God and if, if they're doing it right, like totally left me. I just, it wouldn't matter to me if I had the answer anyway, because there was something really beautiful and powerful going on. And God knows what he's doing with his people, with his children. He made us. So, uh, you know, without getting too far into it, I was just so struck by how beautiful that is. And most, and, and even with this song, this song is even more about just within Christianity. Um, I, I grew up Catholic. Um, I think there's such beautiful um, pieces of the way that I came, that I was brought through Christianity, and um, and uh, I I I kind of have church hopped most of my life, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and when you you know the main thing, uh, yeah, it is. It's just God is love. God is is actual love with the with an uppercase L, like he is actually the love. Um, and, um, I think we're just wasting a lot of time just trying to figure out <laughs> who's right and who's wrong. So yeah, I mean, that's the long answer, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Cause often that's, that's something that when I feel like the opportunity is there, I like to ask musicians and Christian music about, yeah. but I also know it's an incredibly like delicate topic yeah totally. so I know thank I'm, you and thank yeah. you for writing about it yeah like, cool like talking about it yeah awesome. well I'm glad you got that from it because it's just a kind of fun uppy uppy peppy song but if you do kind of listen you're like oh it, she's kind of <laughs> That's great. I love I love the beat to it as well especially compared to side of my heart so yeah. I didn't know if it's intentional showing different sides of yourself yeah and yeah that was totally awesome. yeah so thank that. you thank yeah. you um what is your place in Christian music currently yeah I, I think I, I feel like a brand new artist. Like, I don't feel like, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, so I hadn't put out before side of my heart. I hadn't put anything out. Um, oh, well, I guess there was turn your eyes upon Jesus was kind of something that I just like kind of burped out. That was like, literally I was in the studio with a couple friends and I was like, I've always, I love this song. I've been singing it over my, my two year old now. Um, and I just like, 
I just want to record it. And they were like, let's just do it and see so your kid can have it. And that was it. So um, that was that was one thing. But I hadn't put out my own music in nine years. So yes, before that. Kale- was Kale- no, not Kaleidoscope. Um, was 2000. What was it? Let's see. You don't have to remember. All we need was the name yes. of the album. Yes, yeah, that's uh-huh. it. Absolutely. So I um, that w- I kind of closed the door there. Um, I thought I was closing the door, you know, on just like music in general. I just kind of was like, I don't really know what I want to say anymore or what I love or even musically where I'm at. Like, I just needed to like step away. Um, and so now I don't know. I think I'm maybe like this, like, like this little ragtag kid that's like, Hey, I still do music, but it's not exactly how it used to be. And, um, yeah, I might talk about division in church. So, <laughs> <laughs> which everyone who is currently outside the church loves. Yeah. So you're good to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so. Yeah, as far as where I'm at, I, I think it's yet to to be seen. I guess. Yeah. Always looking for the answers. Always trying to be right. Aren't you tired of the struggle? Don't you feel like you're wasting your time? between Rachel in 2011 when you released your last album to Rachel now yeah oh my gosh it is a big question um let's see 2011 I was I had just been I had been married a year and I um was just coming off of a tour with um I was singing background for Jordan Sparks and we had just toured with Jonas Brothers and with Britney Spears yes I know I know it's so fun it was it was like just this total like other universe that I just didn't think I'd be singing background and then you know like especially the Britney tour I was just like I'm just Britney like I'm just singing Britney every night it was really fun um and I had sort of yeah sort of like thought I was closing the door on doing my own music for a little while um I was kind of had spent so much time kind of in the background and um enjoying that enjoying like the 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 low pressure of that um and then just enjoying like being able to like ask myself questions and ask god questions without having to share it with everyone else you know um because i think like when i really when i started i was 14 when i put out my first album yeah it's it is yes it's it's all the things um and so i i felt like a lot of the time when i was growing in my faith and with God, I was also like immediately regurgitating it, you know, without letting it kind of settle and sink. Um, so when I put out that album, I, it sort of felt like there was not, there was not a lot of me in it. You know, I, it was just a lot of stuff that I had kind of opened myself back up to like, yeah, I'll do another record. I kind of half-heartedly took some of those songs like I I didn't even write a lot of those songs I wrote half of them probably um and that was strange to me to not write because I had written most of the stuff before that um so um it was just this this weird um it was very reflective of of who I was at the time where I was just like hold on I'm not ready yet you know like I'm not ready to to like claim this person, this skin that I live in, you know, and I, um, I just got married. I'm learning this new way of life and, um, way to like bring somebody else in on it. And, and like, I think, let's see, 2011, I'm trying to think of like my faith. I think I was trying to figure out, you know, pieces. I was, 
putting pieces back together, taking pieces out, and just kind of starting that, you know, yeah. that journey. And that's a scary process. Yeah. You do it, or anyway, but then if you do it publicly, it's right. like very, can be very dangerous because yeah. you don't know how people are going to respond. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And you're, yeah, you're right in front of them, in front of their face. And so you're just, I was definitely, um, yeah, I was kind of not loving it honestly I wasn't loving being in the in the spotlight at that time um and uh like over over the next few years um was still kind of singing but a lot of just oohs and ahs lots of like like sitting back doing background sang for um a guy named Hosier um I did uh, a show called the sing-off with some friends here (laughs) which was hilarious but it was so fun I I did get to play a lot I felt like you know because and I think that in my teenage years, it was really fun. I really did have a great time touring and recording as a teenager. Um, but I think the, this kind of felt a little more, a little, it was still the same like amount of play, but le- way less pressure, you know? Yeah. And so um, it just felt good to travel and just kind of try, you know, try to sing acapella with a bunch <laughs> of people who didn't sing acapella either. We were hilarious. We were just, I don't, I don't know if anybody saw it, but it was a bunch of, like lead singers of bands from Nashville and yeah and so we were just like okay we've never done this before we'll just see what happens but um so yeah there's so within okay so between 2011 me and 2019 me there's been a lot of play and a lot of like like open-handed open-heartedness um a lot of uh learning you know actually this is something that I've like really been uh like just soaking in lately is just like I felt like I started to have more questions than answers and I love that I love living like that just just standing with God and being like okay I thought I knew the answer to this but I don't think I do so let's work on this let's let's get creative and like it's just felt a lot more alive and full to not be like this is this and this is this and this is right and this is wrong and you know um yeah so I just feel like I'm I'm on just a much more free journey with God and um and I also have a three-year-old so or he's he'll be three in like two weeks um so that helps (laughs) yeah when you think about your journey in music yeah um and obviously you were musical before you were signed but it feels like it was you're 14 so it suddenly feels like your entire childhood or nearly your entire life nearly feels like for the public yeah has been in the spotlight yeah when you're a teenager mm-hmm. and you're getting signed and it's hugely exciting and your dreams are coming true yeah. really really quickly mm-hmm. um what's pressure is there to fulfill a certain role or have a certain image yeah um, if there wasn't that's not a problem I'm just curious yeah because I know speaking to a lot of artists in the Christian music industry um, there's a lot of pressure to live up to certain standards yeah. and you have to deliver certain songs and right. you can't talk about certain things. Did you ever feel any of that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, um, and I don't even think I would have admitted it back then. Um, because I just, I think there's this feeling that like you feel so blessed and so like kind of lucky that you landed in this zone and you know that so many people want what you have so you just like especially well at least me like I would bury down any like like sadness or like any um like exhaustion or questions or whatever because I'm like wait no I'm I'm lucky to be here like just be quiet just shut it off and like just be grateful you know rather than kind of feeling what I'm feeling and then getting to gratefulness because ultimately it really was just a really cool thing that I got to do. But um, but there was definitely – I mean, I think – luckily I really did have um, – my parents were amazing. My older brother was a, a big kind of player in my team. He was, he was my road manager and just so much more, obviously. My roommate, everything, you know. Um, so – I did have people around me that, that really took a lot of pressure off as far as like some of the business stuff. I didn't feel a lot of the business stuff. I just kind of felt that inner thing that, you know, felt like, okay, just keep, keep moving, keep going. Don't, don't stop because you'll probably get like, you'll probably feel sad about missing out on something or you'll probably realize that you're tired oh my God, <laughs> or something like that you know yeah. um and luckily when you're a teenager you don't get tired that much <laughs> you just keep going but um but 
so the pressures were actually like a lot more about like just being human rather than being an artist, which, um, yeah, I think I, I did, I know a lot of people, a lot of my peers that were in music at that time that, that didn't have that kind of protection over them. And, um, and so it could have been harder, but, but I would say that looking back at that, those are the things that stick out to me as far as like what was kind of tough. I may never climb a mountain so I can see the world from there. I may never ride the waves and taste the salty ocean air. Or build a bridge that will last a hundred years. But no matter where the road leads, one thing is always clear. Now a quick break from our conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects, this is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now, back to the show. What makes 2019 the right time for you personally to release music again publicly? Yeah, I think um, I think that there were I so I had been writing all these songs for the past like almost ten years maybe like just with my husband actually we just write songs together and then start fighting about the dishes or something and we have to stop. <laughs> yeah. So Texas really it takes us ten years to write a song, but. <laughs> but uh we yeah we had a lot to share um and I don't think I was in a place where I wanted to I I really wanted to make sure that I didn't need it to come out I didn't need to share it um for you know any like personal like gratification or anything yeah because like I think you just go through these phases and you go through these like seasons in life where you're like you're learning about like like you're, you're starting to feel like oh I think I might be unhealthy in that in that in that, yes. in that part of me like yes. oh that's a little needy that's a little codependent <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. and my husband also in the past two years has gone to school to be a therapist so this might Amazing. have had a little bit to do with it all I I'm love like that. oh that's interesting language my my whole family are therapists uh-uh. so I'm like you're yeah. like you speak this language <laughs> yeah I love it I love it so that actually, that's funny. I'm just realizing that's probably a really big piece of it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think I had all this music for so long and I'm like, I just think that if I put this out, I'm just going to like fall down this like hole of just like feeling like overwhelmed and expectations and this whole thing. I don't know how I'm going to put it out. And I think it was just the right amount of friends and people around me that and that are were just like, um, you know, just encouraging me to like figure out what I needed for it to feel fun and good. And, um, that, that, and, and ultimately, honestly, like 
where I felt like like God was was saying like you're free to do this like I don't need this from you you don't need to do this to get closer to me (laughs) you know like just share yourself and um and like take it a day at a time and that's what it feels like so why was side of side of my heart the right track for you to release first yeah that was such a hard decision because it, it's kind of vague and it's kind of a weird song like <laughs> I kept telling like the, till the day it came out I was like to my husband Brendan I was just like I don't I don't I think we should take it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this means even sometimes and but it actually all came together my husband was um we wrote it together he was riding bikes with my son um, and they were out on this airstrip, which is actually where I shot the video for it. And he, my kid was, was running after him while he was on the bike. So he just like kept turning around and seeing him running. I know it was, it was like so surreal and serene. And, um, it was just like, it, Brendan was like, he called me right after and he was like, okay, I'm just going to describe this scene to you. And like, I feel like this is the heart of side of my heart like because I because I've gone a different a few different directions with side of my heart sometimes it just feels like uh, so the words to it are um uh, just even the chorus is just there's a side of my heart there's a side of my heart that just wants to go home and like the verses are about just like um I've been swimming upstream for way too long um you know trying to keep up with people trying to stay with the pack and um if you stay with the pack it'll get you ahead and this whole kind of picture of kind of where I spent a lot of my life just feeling like um like I'm not quite keeping up and I'm not you know and like just oh um just where a lot of people find themselves um they everybody has seasons of that um and the 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 longing to like there's a side of my heart that just wants to go home is just basically just like a, an honest like confession of being like you know what sometimes I don't know sometimes I just don't know and I feel like I've just been having that conversation so much with my friends and just like people um yeah like uh I me and my family do a, a homeless ministry and we do a, a prison ministry and it's like we're all having this conversation where we're just like I just want to go home <laughs> and whatever that means whether that means um you know like back to your inner child back in like inside maybe that means in your actual bed <laughs> you know and but I think everybody can like at a certain point in life like identify what like home feels like um and um it doesn't it's one of the songs that doesn't have like this like landing spot it's just kind of like and that's how I feel right now. <laughs> so, um, and I think that that felt like the most, um, the most honest way to, to start putting music back out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my own way, I totally understand the home thing as well. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I totally get that. And I'm like, and it's not really like there isn't a climax. It's more like, yeah. this is just where I'm at. Yeah. And it, is. it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. How have fans responded to this yeah how like how how did you anticipate that was that something that you were anxious about in terms of how they would respond to new music yeah like I had moments where I would have like anxiety about it where I'd just be like what like like I was saying before like people aren't gonna get it they're not gonna get it you know um but it was actually really awesome because every time I'd go into that I'd just be so comforted knowing that like well it's if it's true to me like it's gonna be true to maybe two other people at at, at the very least <laughs> yeah, and yeah. maybe that's fine and like it, it actually is fine with me like obviously the goal is that we can we can reach people and we can connect and be connected but um but but if like that's not it's not who I'm supposed to be in the world then I I'm okay with that you know and that was that was a good like moment of growth for me because that's not always been the case. I've always just been like, I have to be everything for everybody at all times. And yes. yes, And just like speak the universal language. And I'm like some people. Yeah. And maybe me, but maybe not me. And I have to be okay with both of those things. So, um, so it was good because I, I was, it, it, it was anxious about it, but I'd always be reminded of the truth, you know? Um, and, and then, 
and then the song came out, and there was such an amazing response. And I was Great. so, I was like, oh, oh, really? Thank you, Emily. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and people really did understand, like, the, the home thing. And um, uh, it's been cool because I feel like with something kind of, kind of specific, like such a specific subject um it's it's created such a flow of like conversation and communication between um at least the people on my pages you know it's yeah it's like that's that's what it is now and so I'm like I love connection and I love people and um so it's like it's feeling it's how I feel right now (laughs) so um and I think that that felt like the most um the most honest way to to start putting music back out so yeah I've been swimming upstream for way too long Trying to find the place where I belong Finding the voice in my head It's just stay with the pain The pack will get you ahead choose to go independent was there the option of looking for another label and going with them and starting a cycle again yeah totally and I think I just was like I uh I don't at this moment I don't want anybody to need anything from this like you know like I don't need want anybody to need me to jump in a van or a bus and go play (laughs) and leave my baby oh my gosh I can't (laughs) even imagine having to do that yeah yeah so um and I didn't need, and I didn't, like, I doubt that I probably could have put side of my heart out first if, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, if, um, if there were a label involved, it would probably need to be something, probably he's good, actually. <laughs> 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 probably need to be something a little more exciting and fun. Um, and I just needed to be able to call my own shots on, on this record. Yeah, on this, awesome. On these songs. Um, and maybe, like, something, some fit out, is out there that, I could do all those things with and so we'll see if that comes along but um I really just yeah I just wanted to like like creep back in and just kind of do it how I wanted to all in your own terms yeah yeah at least for now you know like and honestly like I sort of feel like I have this mini label with just my friends are like incredibly talented and in done all these things for huge artists out there and so I kind of like huddle them in every once in a while and show up at their door and I'm like what do I do now (laughs) (laughs) you know and they're like do this do this I'm like okay perfect good direction I'll take that (laughs) yes yes totally so it's kind of I have my own little makeshift label I guess I love that that's really good yeah when you started x amount of years ago um you, I was reflecting about this with a friend um, who grew up in evangelical America. And yeah. we're talking about how you were probably one of, actually you were one of the forerunners um, of diversity in really strong Christian female singers. Um, did you ever experience any backlash or trouble because of that? Yeah, that's so funny. No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. It's funny. Well, I mean, but again, I was really protected from stuff. Um, so I, the only, like, the first thing that came to my mind was that everybody spoke Spanish to me. And I'm I'm actually just half Filipino and half <laughs> Irish. And so I was like, uh, go talk to Jackie. <laughs> She's great at Spanish. Um, so I actually, <laughs> that was, that was the only, I actually honestly got booked at like full Spanish speaking churches and I would show up and like, I'd be like, my band probably speaks better Spanish than me. So <laughs> any, if anybody wants to, to get on the mic, go for it. But I, yeah. So that was one, one thing. I, I'm so excited that you said that because I've never really thought about it and I'm proud of that. <laughs> you know, you should be. It's amazing. Um, I wonder, I wonder if there was, and you know what? There, there wasn't social media. 
-hmm. back then. And I, I'm sad about it. And I'm also really happy about it. I'm really okay with it. Um, but I wonder if I would have heard more of those voices of, um, yeah, backlash or, um, just like not feeling it, you know, um, back then. Um, but I honestly, never felt that and but now I'm kind of excited because it's that's like, awesome yeah yeah that's yeah, so good. yeah good yeah that's yeah, it's actually a um yeah it's a good thing I mean there were other things that I felt got backlash off of but <laughs> not for not for my brownness <laughs> um on that topic yeah what challenges did you face uniquely yeah and other artists may have faced their own but when in your career yeah. what were the things that got to you yeah I think um, I think a lot of them were, um, uh, did have to do with like image and, um, just like being young, but like being in a professional and sometimes like really conservative world. <laughs> so oh gosh, yes. yeah, cause I, so I grew up in a Catholic church, but I also grew up in Boulder, Colorado, which wow. is one of the most liberal places in the U S. Um, and, um, so I had this balance that I didn't know I had because it was all I knew when I was growing up it was like I didn't realize that even Catholicism was viewed wasn't viewed as Christianity for some people and I was like wait 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 no no, no I'm totally a Christian it's like I, I love Jesus yeah. <laughs> dude I actually was doing a show on my first tour like at a church had put out like blessed and live for you and like songs that were I mean uh, yeah. Like everybody knew I was a Christian and I found myself backstage with one of the pastors of the church doing the, the sinner's prayer. Oh, or whatever. Whole... And I was like, oh my gosh. Like halfway through, I was like, I was like, am I, am I becoming a Christian right now? Who thinks that's appropriate for a 14 year old with a random pastor? Right, right. With a random pastor when I've already like fully <laughs> declared Jesus, like. It was the weirdest. I apologize. Yeah, I was just like, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I was so shocked. I couldn't believe it. And that was like the first time. I like remember calling my manager, and I was like, something weird just happened. And she was like, uh oh. She's like, like, yeah. So there's a thing. (laughs) There's a thing out there. Um, so I, I had this this balance and sort of an ignorance, um, because of the way I grew up, um, of the the lines that that people drew and like the rules and the regulations of it all um and so coming into it I was just like I I didn't know what Christian music was um I love that yeah that's so good when I got my deal somebody so I was asked to sing um at a a youth conference or no no not a youth conference it was a um like a songwriter's retreat kind of thing yeah. in Colorado that was like a big time, like Nashville GMA gospel music association thing that I didn't know about. Um, and I was asked to sing at this little coffee shop next door. It was like, ended up being like an after show for Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith, who I did know existed, but I knew Amy Grant is like, they did. They yeah, did. of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, cool, Amy. Um, and so they were like, yeah, but you need to sing Christian music. And so I ended up just singing, um, like the, the soundtrack to the preacher's wife. Perfect. <laughs> the souls. And I was like, yeah, I was like. Soon oh, found no. out. I soon found out that I was not allowed how, to have How shoulders. dare you be a stumbling yes. block, especially oh to males. Yes, I, mean, I know. How dare I wear a tank top? Yeah. And honestly, like, I just remember, like, the first time, like, I showed shoulders, like, on stage. It was just, like, like male. Yeah, I know. And I was like, but I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you want to not wear a tank top on stage? Because I'm really hot right now. My shoulders are sweaty. <laughs> Um, so that's where that, like, that's, that was where a lot of, cause I just got really, and it wasn't even that like a lot of, cause I just got really, and it wasn't even that like, I believed what they said that they said, like, that I was like this, like horrible 
you know, like sinner. But I think it was more like, I don't know what to wear. Like I'm uncomfortable yeah, because wondering. yeah, I'm so worried all the time about what I'm wearing. And how can you perform when you're uncomfortable? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just want to like be free and like, you're already an awkward weirdo when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're like going through all that, you know, yeah. in those ages, you're just like, I don't know who I am and where to yeah. put my hands. And so <laughs> it's like, I just was so uncomfortable, you know, and like, yeah, so that was really, that was a hard part of it all. And that actually I've seen has become so much more, um, free lately. And I'm so happy for that. Like, it's not even that it's not even, I, I just feel like there's such a less emphasis on it now. It's yeah. and, and I'm really happy about that. And I feel like that's helping, you know, people to just feel like, okay, like, Anybody in that crowd is wearing a tank top. Like, if I can't be, then where's the connection? Like, why are yeah. we, why, why are we doing this? Why are we yeah. drawing these lines and stuff? Sure. There, like, there were others, but um, it, more like personal stuff. Like, my parents were getting divorced during part of this, so there were that. There was kind of some personal stuff. I even um, saw press about that, and you were, and you were like nineteen, and you were speaking about it to press. Yeah, and you were so brave. Oh well. Or I just was uh, ignorant. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> I was like, like, I don't know, like, you're my only friends right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, you know, I think I did, I want, I knew that I wasn't the only one going through that. Like, there was a whole bunch of teenagers out there that probably needed to hear that too. So yeah, yeah. whether I was eloquent about it or not, I don't know, but at least we were connected. <laughs> sure. faith changed due to your music career mm. so starting at 14 when you were a catholic yeah and you didn't know christian music existed yeah to rachel today yeah um it's it's cool because i think for a long time i would deny that music had anything to do with my faith um but i do believe that like god used music to get to me you know, and I think that that's, that's a lot of people's story too, sometimes, but you, you kind of feel like I, like I was always like, no, 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 it's, I don't, I don't need music. Like it doesn't need to be part of it or whatever. Like the right way to do this is to just go straight to Jesus. But it's like, wait, some of us, like some people are at the, at rock bottom when they meet Jesus, you know, and some people are pumped full of drugs or alcohol when they meet Jesus. And some people are, yeah, like at the end of themselves when they meet Jesus. So if music was the way I really got to know him, then like, like, thank you, God, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, so during my career, I had some struggles with being able to separate the two. Like I, I definitely had moments where I was like, um, you know, thing like songs aren't doing well and not being received, which means I'm not praying hard enough. Or, oh, you poor yeah, thing. I can appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's and then I think I think everybody's got their own version of that. Not everybody, but some people can have their own version of that. Whether they're in school and they're not performing well, or in you know um, at home, or you know, there's there's a lot of ways that can get sticky, and we get in the way of God just loving us in such a pure way, you know. Um, but, um, but because of what I was doing, I ended up encountering just really beautiful people in the process and people that really loved God and really knew a God that, um, that I was trying to know too, you know, without, um, all the, 
the the, the lies. lies. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So I um I I'm really grateful for that part of it. Like there's a lot of people still to this day who were part of, you know, fourteen year old me, um that are, you know, still I still talk to and still um get wisdom from and um so that like that that part of music was um was really instrumental in my faith um but I also really needed to cut music out completely to really like unlock a certain like place in my in my faith journey and um so that that sort of cuts music out of it but it also kind of came back in so I don't know it weaves it weaves through it for sure um but uh but I can definitely say like a place that I've been trying to get for like since I was yeah like like probably 2021 because I left my I left my label my Christian music label when I was 21 um and since then I would say like I've been trying to to get to get a direct line (laughs) trying to find my direct line because I know God had it to me you know but I I really needed to see that clearly and believe it clearly and um I think that that had that I had to cut music out just for me um, to do that. And so it's sort of um, been, you know, like a like a kind of a what do you call it? A thread through yeah. it all. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely at the end of the day, just me and God like I can, I can do without music. I'm OK without it. <laughs> I, I would have been really scared to cut it off if it had been like my entire yeah. life up to that point and something that. I would have nearly identified with. Yes. For me, it, I, I, for me, I'm like, well, if I cut off being a journalist yeah. for a while, it would be, I'd be like, what? Who am I? What am I doing? Yes. Um, and at 21, that's yeah. supposed to be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. That's exactly. I was like, that was my. I knew that was my problem, and my sickness at the time was like my identity was totally wrapped up in it, and and God was wrapped up in it, and it needed to be rearranged. Because <laughs> um, all those things are good. God, music, identity, but. They were they were relying on each other in like sort of backwards ways and um, so it was yeah when I was twenty one it was scary a lot of people were like what what are you doing <laughs> like why are you what are you okay yeah. um, and I like I became a nanny for like a couple years that's right awesome after. yeah I was like what's the opposite of this <laughs> <laughs> let me live a Staying normal life yeah. um, so that was and that was awesome it was like one of my favorite times of life so um there were a lot of adventures that came along with it and music was still part of it but um yeah here we go come with me there's a world out there that we should see take my hand close your eyes with you Stop, nobody knows To the stars if you really want it Got a jetpack with your name on it Above the clouds and the atmosphere Just say the words and we out of here Hold my hand if you're feeling scared We flying up, up out of here of the ministry that you and your family have in Nashville because I make sure I connect people I would love to talk about that actually yes it's like all I do um I do I do this more than I do music honestly so (laughs) um so me and my siblings run a nonprofit called uh people loving Nashville yeah Yeah. oh you should come while you're here it's it's every Monday night um yep and we cook um at a church in East Nashville we've got like anywhere from like 20 to 50 volunteers every week um and then we bring it um to war memorial downtown which is like this kind of center of downtown sort of area and um we pass out food we pass out clothes we have um a um a group 
called the Nashville Street Barbers that come and cut hair. We have a group called Shower Up that um, provides showers. Um, it's like big shower trucks. Um, and we have this, this like awesome community of just like a bunch of, we call ourselves bing bongs. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> we're just a bunch of bing bongs. Um, we're, and we're all just, we're, it's, it's like a true community of people that, um, just like share their stories and kind of walk with each other through their crap. And, um, it's, it's like, it's gone on for 10 years. This is our 10, 10th year. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's just been this like, um, awesome way to like connect with like honestly it's just a picture of god's children like it's like a bunch like if god was looking down he'd see every color every size every shape every um background like just kind of like figuring out how to be together you know and that's like all i that's what i love something like maybe a fan would ask um if you have a favorite memory like a pinch me moment from your career what would it be Uh, okay um i haven't answered these in so long i used to have these like (laughs) it's like i'm grabbing take your time thinking about it okay oh pinch me i mean okay this one didn't necessarily involve my my personal career but um when i was with uh singing with hosier i we did saturday night live yeah. Oh, that counts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Cause like all aside from just like being on stage on that stage and doing that show, like all the b- behind the stage stuff is like a dream. Like if you're into Saturday Night Live or comedy or anything, which I'm really into, um, like Kristen Wiig and like Bill Hader were like running their lines like right here. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and like coming off stage, we were like just like we saw some hands like uh, hanging out into the hallway and so we were just all hitting their hands and I didn't I was just like oh people are hitting hands like yeah. giving high fives and I like looked at the faces and I was like it was like Zach Galifianakis <laughs> and um oh gosh Paul Rudd and just like all these like crazy like comedians that I'm just like obsessed with and so, so good. that was just kind of one of those you know kind of surfacey like fan that's a great yeah that's so good yeah. I love that um what's the most memorable track for you that you have released yeah. Okay. I, I think the art, um, it's a song on my third album, which was really the, the album that I would like most, I would say I'm most proud of, um, as far as my old stuff. Um, I did it with a producer named Tommy Sims, who was like my dream producer. I'm a huge fan of him still. Um, and, uh, it was the first song I ever wrote completely by myself with not letting anybody in the room. And I learned it on the piano like first song I learned on piano probably still the only song I can really play on the piano it's it's, I'm not good at it and I just remember sitting down for Tommy for my producer and just like clunking it out I'm like stop looking don't look at me stop looking at me and I was just singing it and he just like turned around and just like was crying and just was like this needs to be as is I'm not touching this song and I think at that time I was really um I was, well, I know I was really insecure as a writer, but I was, um, I, I felt like, um, a lot of, I, I was doing a lot of things in fear. I think like I was just like approaching everything, like, you don't have to like this, but I, I kind of do. And I'm probably wrong. And <laughs> you know, this kind of thing. And, um, that record and working with Tommy was like one of the first times that I was like, okay, like 
this is what I do and this is my voice and so and and it was a song about my parents divorce and it was a song that a lot of people to this day kind of have reached out about and um I've I just like was shocked and it was just really yeah like uh beautiful the way that like it all kind of full circle came back so that's awesome yeah my last official question for you yes (laughs) um if you could go back in time to 14 year old Rachel and she was just about to play that gig at the coffee shop after the after the Amy Grant gig yes yes what would you say to her (sighs) I would say um I would say like get ready to 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 mm, slow everything down um and and like take like enjoy every minute of it i know that sounds really cliche but like but like really like i think probably maybe somebody even said it to me and i was like yep cool good cliche 14 thank you (laughs) so i would say that but i'd also like shake my shoulders and like yell it in my face and be like don't forget this don't like listen to me right now like slow slow it all down it's gonna speed up a lot and um like like talk to everyone and to 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 everyone you're you're uh you're playing you're playing shows with and all the artists and all the fans and like look in their eyes and like like enjoy the people enjoy um the the blessings and the, the fun stuff like this is all so beautiful but how much this This is how it feels when it's all for real. But how much can be invisible? Enough for me to just believe. And I'm sorry, I know I'm bringing out the nerdy Christian part of me, which I actively tried to resist daily, but that just made me so happy. I told one of my friends, who also grew up in a pastor's house, about meeting Rachel, and she also lost any sense of cool. That was just a very wonderful moment. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that with us. If you would like to connect with Rachel Lamper, Hey, go do it. She is on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just look up Rachel Lamper. That is Rachel with an A-E-L, just to be particular. Meanwhile, Rachel's single, He's Good, is out today. You can also get her previous single, which she dropped a few weeks back, A Side of My Heart. Rachel will be dropping new music every few weeks, so make sure you stay up to date with her on social media so you can download those tracks and stream them as soon as they drop, because who doesn't want to hear that voice? Meanwhile, if you just want a really good throwback, type in Rachel Lampa on Spotify and listen to some of her old tunes. And I also highly recommend YouTubing some of her old videos, the iconic like naughty's synchronized dance moves with the R&B and like plastic shiny sheen of clothes. And it's just screams like girl band, boy band, CCM. I don't know, but it's something amazing. And we survived it, but it's, it's worth a throwback. That's all we have for this week. We'll keep it short and sharp because, hey, I'm on the road. But thank you for joining me. If you would like to get in contact with Between You and Me, please do. We are online at betweenyouandmepod.com. You'll find our episode links there as well as links to merch because we have merch. Hey, it's fun. And check us out on Instagram. Follow my adventures in the US and see a few behind the scenes photos of our time with Rachel. That would be awesome. 
In the meantime, if you love the show, would you please consider heading to Apple Podcasts and giving us a rating? It really helps people find us so they can hear these interviews, which we love. That's all for now. Thank you guys for jamming out to some old school Christian music with me and reminiscing. Here's to new things. to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.